0: Attention, attention, please! The Camp Ojibwa History Podcast is on the air! Oh. Hello and welcome to the Camp Ojibwe History Podcast. My name is Christopher Thomason. I'm your host for this and many, many more trips down memory lane. The Camp Ojibwe History Podcast is a podcast dedicated to collecting the stories, the history, the memories of Camp Ojibwe for boys in Eagle River, Wisconsin, founded 1928. This week on the podcast, late 70s round table. That's right. Another roundtable episode, uh, I've got a lot of good feedback on the previous ones. This is actually the very first roundtable that I recorded. Uh, Jason Harris reached out to me and he said, what would you think about getting a bunch of guys together from the, uh, who were at camp together in like the late 70s? And I was like, I don't know, sounds cool. He's like, do you have the equipment and stuff? I said, sure. We'll just sit around a table, like literally sit around the table and uh, set up mics and we'll just talk and see what happens. So it was kind of an experiment, but I think it was very successful. We had a great time, a lot of good stories. In fact, so many stories that this is yet another two-part episode. You thought 75 was big? Oh no, 76 coming right back at you with another two-parter. So fire up for that. Before we get to that, just a little housekeeping, of course. Uh, First and foremost, May 6th, 2017. OJ90. That's right, 90th Summer Celebration. OJ90 put it in your calendar save the date if you don't know what I'm talking about head over to oj90.com oj90.com and uh, check it all out you're going to want to be there it's going to be incredible also you can check out another new uh, another new website ojpodcast.com it's the new archival website for the podcast every episode's there you can download all of them yourself keep them forever if you want okay enough housekeeping here we go Late 70s Roundtable on the Campo Ghibli History Podcast. there was a secret chord
1: that David played, and it pleased
2: the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do
0: you? It goes
2: like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the
3: baffled king composed.
2: No. andrew kramer um camper 1976 to 1980 post camper from 1972
4: to current present post post uh, jeffrey barry um, uh, camper from 74 to 80 uh or eight or 79 counselor jc and 80. um Bruce Barry is my father. He also went to camp with him, just for the record. And post-camp from a long way back, like 69 to, you know, 80.
0: Nice. You had to top Andrew
3: on that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm Doug Barry, and I went to camp from uh, 75 to 82, and post-camp uh, I think 72
5: 73 to 80 or 81. Bill Schwartz uh, my first summer was 1965 and my last full summer was 1988 but I still make guest appearances up at camp.
6: Jason Sabe Harris uh, post camp uh, I'm gonna estimate about 1970 through consistently early 80s I uh, went back again last year I was a camper from 1978 until 1981 and then I was a JC 82 and 83 son of Herb Turtle Harris and nephew of Alan Applecheeks Harris and Sydney Tadpole
7: Harris
0: <laughs> a, lot, a, lot, a lot
6: of legacy a lot of nicknames
7: <laughs> I'm Gary Feinerman I was a camper from 75 to 80 a JC in 82, a post camper from 76, I guess a regular post camper from 76 to maybe the late 80s, early 90s, and I've been back one or two times since then, most recently a couple summers ago, and my father and mother uh, were very dedicated post campers from 76 through gosh, uh, 05, 06, 07, mm-hmm. can't remember.
8: Punch, uh never a camper, uh, post-camper from 1980 till current, uh, counselor from 82, 83, 84, and lifelong camper, or, you know, a jubble guy.
0: Nice. Uh, so let's talk about what brings this group together? What, what gets this group of guys all in a room connected to camp? What are the things that tie you guys together? Jason
6: Harris. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the podcast and I thought, It'd be kind of fun to have a group of guys guys that i care about guys that i grew up with sure come together uh and so chris you and i talked about it we threw out an email billy was willing to have us at his office to do it and uh, here we are i mean i i have incredible memories of being up at camp i i was the last to actually make it of the camp days because I, I started when i was almost 13. i was, mm. Uh, I was a post camper, but I never made it up to camp. And so I walked into this situation where it was like all these immediate friends. Um, but uh, it, it, and they, and still so I ran into Doug just last week at East Bank Club, and it was like, you know, it's like we haven't seen each other, but it's like an instant connection again. Yeah. There's just, just a time and a place we all were together, and we've all been lifelong friends. Jace, is it true that you didn't go to camp
5: <laughs> um, right away as a camper? And now this is actually an interesting question. <laughs> Given the uh, the nicknames of your family, right. we have Tadpole and Turtle. Right. Both water yeah, animals. Right. right.
6: <laughs> so you had, to, you had to get it out right off the bat. Terrible, okay. I
2: don't recall your
5: swimming problem. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I'm right there with Jason. <laughs> right, and yeah. It's yeah. Scott, and it's Scott Kaufman. In the, 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 the shell end of, uh, of camp um, but is it true that you waited till you were 13 because, yeah i didn't uh, i didn't
6: want to swim i didn't want to swim in camp wasn't uh, jason the
2: first one of
6: use floaties <laughs> <laughs> i believe he was. But, while you guys were on the overnight trip i was sitting back and eating otto's uh, bow ties so i was fine <laughs> yeah i i um i was i was drawn to camp uh as a as a uh, just pure athletics i mean i i was a competitive kid growing up in Northfield. I didn't know a lot of the guys because Northfield is a small community. Most of the kids that I met were mostly, you know, like in Highland Park uh, in those days. And then obviously our city contingent friends here, minus the wits boys who, who are on a, on this podcast but i i love camp for the competitiveness i, I enjoyed uh the the, the the land sports specifically <laughs> <laughs> and um it was it was great to be able to play softball all day and basketball and soccer those those are the sports i enjoyed playing when i was, was growing up and it was and It was day in and day out of just just going for it, and it was a lot of fun.
0: But you mentioned the city contingent. So at that time, were there still a lot of city kids coming up, or was that really doing no? That? It was uh,
3: yeah. a small small handful of the kids. Uh, the British counselors <laughs> and uh, Al Schwartz, <laughs> sure. and we basically had uh, the Wicks family, uh, Jimmy, Danny, and John, <clears throat> the Berries, uh, Douglas Jeff, and for a few years there, my brother David, and then. Uh, John Gilbert,
4: Gilbert. Ch- Charlie, Goffin. Gilbert.
7: Charlie, Charlie Goffin,
4: Charlie Goffin, great ping pong player, oh, the best, <laughs> so Andy Glick. So there was a Keishin bus that could
3: hold, you know, 80 people and there was only 17 people on the bus. Nice,
0: well, but we got the best seats because we were on the bus first. So that said, how do you guys come to Camp Ligibble? How does that work? How do you, what's your connection
3: that gets you there? Our connection gets us there. As Jeff said a moment ago, his father went to Ojibwa. Uh, my dad, uh, the same age as Jeff's father, also went to Ojibwa at the same time. Jeff's uncle uh, went to Ojibwa. My uncle went to Ojibwa. So you had a berry in Ojibwa from mm-hmm. the uh, 40s, 50s, 60s that was covering uh, our uncles and our fathers. And then you had Jeff and I in the 70s and part of the 80s. Right, That's
6: the same, same with us, yeah. But we also go back to um, outside of camp where um, um,
4: Billy's grandfather, um, Al, Mm -hmm. was a member at Anshiamet Synagogue and we are Anshiamet Synagogers as far back as that if not more. So there was a little connection there I think between Al and Pearl and some of the Barry family and then Mickey and Reva. And we're really good friends still with our parents. Yeah, right. Um, nice. And so there, that's where we, I think, <clears throat> made it to post camp early. Yeah, you know, we were we were post campers before we went to camp. So sure. by the time we got to camp, we already had been there, and yes, it was sure. nice because we kind of knew the grounds, we knew what was going on, mm-hmm. knew the Schwartz family, knew everybody associated.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. So it was kind of a done deal. We had walked the Warrior one. Trail. Well,
3: um, you know it, it, it's
6: interesting as i look around the room Everybody, everyone here yeah. is major commitment to to uh post camp i mean i i remember um i don't necessarily remember you guys were you first week or second week those days Do you remember second week. okay so we were first weekers with kramer Feinerman, obviously the Schwartzes. i mean i remember and and uh, harvey and ellen were up there a lot and the imrams were up there i, I vividly remember uh, my parents, you know, bringing my sister and I up there, we had the run of the grounds. Sure. Um, the whole week was planned out. It was great. And then our parents were out, you know, hanging out and famous card games up in the, in the, in the counselor's lodge. A lot of laughs. And the, the shtick that was going on at the, t- you know, because you still had waiters. Uh, you had the J.C. staying for the last couple of weeks before sure. they went to college. And I remember clearly being in those round tables in the back and, and Irv Imram and Harvey and my dad just noodling people. Oh, yeah, they'd bring out all the food. And, oh, yeah, can you go back in and get something? So the kid would go back in and get something. By the time he hit the table again, they'd, oh, did you, is there mayonnaise on the table? No, he'd have to go back. And it was just like this constant, it, it was fun. It was just, and just great memories of that.
0: Well, you guys talk about post-camp and, and all of you have, large post camp experience, there's a time when early post camp is Alan, Alan Pearl's friends. It's really just them inviting people they want to hang out with. It's kind of like their vacation at the end of camp. And then somewhere along the way, it shifts into what it's more like today, which is sort of a, you know, it's a resort. It's a land cruise, as we like to say, give you all the food. And-
8: Andrew, how did your dad and mom start so
2: long ago? They, what uh, was their
8: affinity to Ojibwe? It yeah, that's a started. great question.
2: It was uh, actually uh, another Schwartz family, un- not related to uh, Billy's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan. Uh, uh, Patty and, and uh, Ed Schwartz were family friends of my parents. Uh, they, their sons, David Baby. and Don, went to Montrier. Uh They went, and I, I, don't, I don't even know, and they I think they literally went for one, two years. Maybe one or two years. Yeah. And they invited us maybe their second year and we went with them. They quit, they didn't like it, and we stayed. So it was uh, a good trade for us. Yeah, it was not uh, anything that we probably had heard of. And I don't think I knew about Ojibwa until post camp, mm-hmm. but I was, I was 97 or six or seven years old when we started. So 72, 73, somewhere in that range. And, uh, and then we fell in love with it. And to uh, Jason's point, you know, I felt very comfortable there and I wanted to go to camp there and back then it was an eight week camp. Yeah. I wanted to go in 75, but my parents wouldn't let me go away for eight mm-hmm. weeks. I mm-hmm. went to Camp Crayler for three weeks and didn't really enjoy it. It was not a sports camp, it was a log-rolling camp. <laughs> 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 we get some uh, ironically, <laughs> ironically like later get in, some in my there. life I had a nickname called Trunks and the, <laughs> my legs did not translate into log rolling. <laughs> uh, it was one and done at that camp, and sure. then I came over to the 176.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, so I guess the question I wanted to ask is, is, was there a noticeable transition of post-camp as attendees? Did you notice mm-hmm. a change in post-camp along the way, or is it just sort of always kind of been what it is, and it just maybe little changes here and there? Hmm.
5: I, I think I would say the families that went stayed and so all you got was just people getting older and so the kids got older and then eventually you know those kids had kids and they came up with their kids so there wasn't like a huge transition or anything like that and my grandparents always were very active no matter who was up there Sure. and so yes they did start with their friends they're really close friends but then eventually everybody was their friend and you know, it was it was still like them having their friends up for postseason. Yeah,
8: I mean, you know, I, my affinity to Ojibwa in general was Barry and Billy, and it started with them inviting me to post camp that very first year in '80, and I went up and you know and that's where I met Andrew. I mean, and you know, I was seen Jason before that, but you know, from baseball. But you know, the, the families I've met up there still are going today, you know, the Glicks and the Kramers and everybody, and. Now, my kids are going, and they'll be their ninth or tenth year this year. And when you ask about like structure or the way it's run, it's exactly the same. It's just you're just putting different people yeah. in there. But it, and I think that's the draw, I think, for all of us about camp in general is that the timelessness of it, I think, is what is the line that keeps everything going. When you know you can be away for, like Jason said, you know, not see somebody for. 20 years and it's like it's, it never met and then if the grounds are the same way i think that's what keeps everybody back to that same place they were if it was 72 or 2002 or whatever
7: ponch makes a very good point and i think the last the last time i was there i went up for the weekend the summer of 2014 Right. And my wife and daughters were all out of town, and I called up Andrew, because mm-hmm. I figured Susie was on call, and like, Andrew, we'll get together for dinner on Saturday night. He said, I'm up at camp. Right. And then I called Sabe. I figure he's got nothing to do. <laughs>
6: <laughs> he's up at right, camp. Rightfully so. Uh-huh. <laughs> so
7: Andrew says, you know, just come up here. So I, I did, and uh, I went up there. And, and before the summer of 2014, the last time I was up there was 1995. Wow and so it had been 19 years and i pull up and just all the senses uh the camp hits all of your senses so visually it's the same yeah there might be a, a new outbuilding here or there but visually it's exactly the same but what really got me was the sounds and the smell there's a, and it's a good smell. It's not a bad <laughs> smell. It's a really good smell, and it's a very distinctive smell. And it brought back all these memories, this flood of memories, the smell. And then uh, the sounds, the sound of the lake, uh, the sound of the door on the mess hall, the S- screen door on the mess hall closed. that opens up and it kind of creaks uh, when it goes... Uh, and then okay. it slammed shut the exact same sound that there was in 75 was there in 2014 yeah. and it was just such a wonderful thing uh, to be back there
8: i remember you telling me remember we were playing volleyball that one morning with all of us and i remember you saying you're like this is 1980 it could be like you could just you know andrew me i mean we're all and you just said it could have been 1980 all over again
7: yeah yeah, yeah. Same thing. Gary is I remember you saying bit, that to me. Gary, cool.
2: You're a little bit more perverse than you lead on because the first <laughs> smell that he got was shower hall stall number four, <laughs>
6: <laughs> and that really. Kind of <laughs> of I I I, I I was so, a five guy myself, five, but yeah, yeah, I was a Gary five guy. Was
2: four. <laughs> it was a deuce in in in.
6: in <laughs> a, deuce, a deuce in the quad. <laughs> yeah. So I was taught. So last year I took my I I went up with my mom and my dad. My dad and mom were divorced in 19 uh 71 um but my mom and my dad and my sister and I went to post camp last year and my dad's in in failing health as many of you know and uh we drove up my sister uh and my mom and dad and I and when we got to the Camp Ojibwa sign um and again my dad for those who don't know he's got dementia and so you know uh he, he's not able to communicate that well but he, he's understanding of his surroundings and so we get up to the camp road you know and there's signs out there and um i shouldn't have been doing this but i'm driving and snapping you know photos uh with my iphone <laughs> and i get a, a picture of him as we round the bend and this big smile comes over his face like this awareness to your point gary I mean, here's a guy who, who spent six, you know, better on and off, almost, you know, from 43 to 59 there. Um, and, and then post-camp all those years. And just th- th- that feeling. And I had had the same feeling, too, a couple years before. I, um, I hadn't been up there for a long time. Um, when I was married, I uh, kind of affiliated with my, my ex-wife's camp and that's where my kids go to and wonderful camp same type of thing rich history all that and i hadn't been to Ojibwe in years and i had actually i drove back uh, through canada down through northern michigan into camp and spent a day an afternoon Uh, and denny was completely welcoming it was great it was the first time i had been there in probably since the early 80s so i had missed like and to your point gary it was just like all this rush of memories all these Wonderful thing, and it just, it just you just take it with you. So it's nice to be back up there for post camp. Nice to be able to just kind of see friends. You know, it's just it's just embedded in me. It's it's lovely.
8: And how did your kids like it?
6: My kids liked it a lot. You know, it was fun. Um, uh, they loved the all-you-can-eat buffet. That, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Um, and my son, who's, who's athletic, it took him a l- cup, half a day or so before he got it, and then he was like, oh, this is great playing volleyball, softball. And but with, with anything, when you walk into something and there's all this rich history, you kind of walk in and you kind of survey the land a little bit. And so I'm hoping yeah. to get them back up there again. But, yeah. That's for
0: sure. What about you guys? Have you been back lately? A long
3: time? No, the last time I was at Ojibwa uh, at 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 was I went back, we went, went back, back with you and uh, David Bozoff. Bozoff. And a couple other, a couple other people. But what, Was that 92 or 94? Right. Was that?
5: that was at the beginning, right? Was that at the beginning it was the of the beginning. Yeah,
3: yeah, we stayed in the Dad's Lodge right. so it wasn't cabin 14 at that time. Right. Hmm. So that's in over 20 years, 25 years, well, 20 years anyway.
0: Well, allow me to officially invite you to
3: post, it. post it. <laughs> you have your are welcome. Come on in. <laughs> um,
0: that's awesome. So we t- you talk about the smells. That's really interesting. Because for me, it's the smell in the cabin. Like, in the cabin, just the, there is exactly that thing. Talk about cabin life. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, who's, did you guys all, you started late, but were you guys like cabin waters, cabin tours, or did you start a little later?
3: Uh, I started, uh, Cabin 2, 1975, then I went to Cabin 6, 76, and I jumped to Cabin 10, somehow. And, uh, from 10 to 12, and then from 12 I did, uh, Cabin 13 for two years, and then Junior concert for two years. So I, I jumped a little bit.
4: Yeah, those are big jumps, early on. 2, yeah. 6, 10, that's an unusual series of Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah i had kind of a similar thing Well, i went to i was in four in uh 74 and then i went to six and then ten and then to 13. it was a kind of a weird i think age group that they were trying to deal with they had just like a different age thing going on and they were trying to push people forward a little bit and pull people back and so um it's interesting because i think the the cabin life or any the any of the um the uh I, for me at least, um, but I, I, I would assume it's the same for other people, As years that you're there, you kind of uh, associate that with um, the kids that you're interacting with, you know, like maybe in your leagues, or so, you know, when we were in, you know, the, the leagues were like, one to one to four was uh, a grouping um, of, uh, of, of uh, kids in the league, and uh, six to 10 was a grouping. I, I, you know,
6: yeah, yeah. so that was time. that was uh, so Grapefruit you, League.
4: Right. So if you were in a, if you were at the lower end of the grouping, <laughs> yeah. if you, if you were in cabin six, you were playing with guys in ten. You know, right. So so you looked up to those guys in ten. You know? oh my God, I'm playing with so and so. I'm playing with Gary Kaplan. I'm playing with uh, you know those guys, and you were playing up. You know, if you were yeah. four, you were playing with kids <laughs> in one. Right. Right. Because you were looking down. You know, so these years would be associated with some of the. You're always looking ahead at all these kind of legendary right, guys maybe right. that you envision or you know. Um I remember I was telling Dog on the way up here that my one of my um vivid memories is uh Dan Nicko. Yeah. Like Dan Nickow was like the greatest, you know he played shortstop. He had this thing, he played with no shirt on, chinos, you know, with khakis <laughs> and a He was
6: doing that for for Karen, I think. <laughs> Blonde curly <laughs> hair yeah.
2: guy was buffing God, that, that guy's great. You know,
5: fastest yeah. white guy ever.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. And then you see him now, and he's like five seven, little yeah. guy. You know, yeah. he, he was a big guy back then. Right. Yeah.
4: So I, so I think like your cabin experiences, I think it are to me they were kind of formed that way. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the positioning of where you were at. Yeah. Um, you were either like kind of living up or forward, or you know these guys move back, and, um, and I think those were very formative because you know when you were in the six. Kevin, Kevin's six and you're playing up with ten guys, you're, it's a different experience, you know, you're, you're, it's nothing better than playing with these better athletes right. and older guys because right. it's, you know, it's kind of like where you want to be, where you want to, you know. yeah. yeah, for sure. And
5: then when you get to the week where everybody is mixed together, right. Right? Um, and you get to actually be like teammates with those legends who are, you know, only really three years older than you, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, you viewed them like they were legends.
0: It's true, though. I mean, you never, and that, that's, uh, I think, a similar experience across the board. is guys, whoever the guys are who are four years older than you are just these incredible guys right. who could hit the ball across the lake all the time. Um, who are some of the other guys? You mentioned Nick but Who are some of the other guys from your sort of range that are those big?
6: Ken, Kenny, Kenny Kaplan was uh, a I great a so he was a great athlete uh Gar- Gary Kaplan was a phenomenal athlete um all around great basketball player um but I remember Kenny, Kenny Gorlick playing left-handed shortstop right. um you know Kenny was a great athlete very 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 good athlete Bob
2: Rose was a good basketball player? Well that
5: was the thing I was going to say about Kenny Kaplan was the year um, in the week, I remember uh, when Mark Rose was playing, and Kenny were both first-round picks. And here we talk about Kenny being this the superior athlete, yeah. but Mark was this awesome basketball right. player. And I was on his team. I was Ken- on that, you were I was on, on that, that team. team.
2: I, was, I was there when he scored. Eight so you five tell
5: me, yeah. He, yeah. He, actually, I think it was.
2: Uh, w- it was. I mean. It- it was over 70. Yeah, it was over 70. He wanted to get 100. So he
5: wanted to get 100. I think it was, was 90. <laughs> we, we, and this yeah, guy he,
6: this guy had an ego that would yeah, support 100 he was, points. He, he wanted to be that Wilt Chamberlain balling, like, holding yeah. hold right? And he yeah. was he was salivating to play Kenny Kenny Campbell. Right. Cuz Kenny Kenny could not play basketball. Kenny was basketball. not a basketball but player. The, the he was a great softball player.
2: Rose, there's two things that screwed Rose up right. on his quest for a hundred but we had the game was on the lake courts right so it's a much longer court than the, the trail courts and, had it been the trail he probably would have gotten it yeah you know?
6: it shortened by what 20 feet or 15 feet the court the trail court was shorter
2: the trail court oh, was shorter yeah, yeah oh, the lake courts were by, longer yeah, yeah at least by 20 feet yeah yeah, yeah. so um had less cracks in it, and less cracks. Right. <laughs> so anyway, and you could see the lines better. But regardless, so he, you know, every time he go down, you know, he's shooting the ball. I mean, I think he literally shot the ball every time it went down. Obviously, he didn't make it. So the joke was that, you know, Elliot Friedman's favorite, you know, he likes to tell stories, Elliot. Hi, Elliot. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, Elliot will take the, the, the claim that he had the best, you know, response to Mark Rose, you know, getting 85 points, was the headline of the Medicine Man the next day was, uh, Napkin scores uh, 32. 30, yeah. Yeah, because Larry Napkin, who was like 6'8", got every rebound that Mark Rose missed had <laughs> to put it up for a little layoff, he got 30 points. That's and, great. And, I don't, and, I, don't, and I, don't, that, I don't know if anyone else on our team scored except for Rose and Andrew.
5: And I think, yeah, he threw it in the very end of the article, you <laughs> know, Mark Rose added 90 points.
6: <laughs> and and, and, that, and that's camp for you in a nutshell, right? right? right. Which is, a, great. you know, yes. we're going to keep you in place, and we're right. going to smile and do it. And, exactly. and, and, and that's where the humor is from, right? you know that's part of the but that's the stories that we continue right.
8: to talk about today right, is
6: right that? absolutely so I, I i put you know so jeff you were uh a year or two ahead of us i put you and danny in that category danny witts, danny danny witts, witts who was and, yeah. i mean i and john witts was johnny witts i wasn't there when john was there john but the,
2: stayed through cabin 13 no
6: i, I don't think so up, like,
2: well,
5: his, and, yeah his last year he, he won one? every single yeah.
2: Well, oh, yeah, that's right. What year was
5: that? 75. 75. Because really
2: okay, because I was – 76 was my first year. I didn't realize he was that
4: much older than, than Danny.
6: Yeah. There's, what, a five-year gap between those guys?
4: No. Between Danny and John? Mm-hmm. No. Two years. Hmm. like, more. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he yeah. He, yeah. He wasn't – Maybe it bad. wasn't 75.
5: Maybe it was – It had to be a little bit he later. That he won every – He won every, every – major game, league. thing that you could win yeah
2: him as, no. like, was, I was 76 was my first year. I don't remember him. I mean, I know, I know my known from post camp, but I don't remember him being, like, a first-round pick in, in uh, collegial week.
5: Well, it like, wouldn't have been 75, because 75, I won collegiate week in 75, and Harvey Lerner was our first pick. Right. I'm, and Harvey, the big thing was Harvey probably should have gone first-first, but he went first-second. Okay. And I don't remember who was first-first, but um, and Harvey won the week and that was and I remember the medicine man too was a big um, Elliot had p- predicted at the you know Elliot's uh, predictions pr- yeah. pr- what does he call it pr- pr- whatever it was yeah. I don't remember prognostications pr- yeah prognostications <laughs> um, or Friedman's fearless forecast uh, he had put in the initials uh, of the new Harvey Learner will win the week so at the bottom of every MM that week it said you know T-N-H-L-W-W-T-W. And so there was a lot of that kind of stuff in the MM, where there were initials at the bottom yeah, right. that Elliot would put in or whoever was writing the MM, and you always had to try to figure it out, you know, what hey. they were trying to say. Subliminal. Yeah.
0: Well, you mentioned Elliot. Uh, throughout the years at camp, whatever, whenever you're there, there are guys, you have connections with your counselors and whatever, but there are also guys who work on the staff of camp who are just... Characters. There's no other way to put it. And Elliot might be the top of that list all time. He might be the one one of camp characters. Uh, during this time, though, who else is there? Who else is there? There are those real sort of. Uh, you guys know some British staff men, maybe, but. Uh, I'll tell you, another you know, a vivid memory I have. I
4: told Doug on this on the way up. Dave Shear. Oh God. Dave Shear was. Well he kind of ran the waterfront, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he lived in the shack down. I don't know he ever ran it. I, I just lived there. <laughs> 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 he he, just,
6: he wasn't <laughs> even on staff, he just showed up. <laughs> 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 that
4: share was awesome. I mean he was he was he was cut buff. He was a gymnast. Right. He wore a bandana and he he was bling he yeah, had bling before bling was bling, right? Yes. yep And but he could do chin-ups like nobody's business, yeah. I mean, it was sick. I mean, it was great. He's a gymnast. He's a gymnast. He's a, gymnast. He's a gymnast. Right. Yeah. Chin-ups chin-ups. He's great water skater. He's a doing Yeah. Right.
3: So, uh, one. Doing like <laughs> <laughs> Billy, <laughs> you and your brother could do the chin-ups or the pull-ups. I, you guys were uh, in the double digits, if not oh, in the 20s. Uh, we
5: were in the 20s. Right? I always just made sure I did one more than Barry. That was so your Barry thing? So Barry always went first during the track meets and so if Barry would do, and one of the events in the track meet was Chins. It was? Yes.
2: That must have been just for the juniors, and not for the seniors.
5: Like senior no, players. it was uh, for the pioneers and midgets. Okay, got it. And Barry would do 24, I would do 25. So I had to make sure I
6: didn't want to Did, did one. he hate
5: you? How, how could he hate me? Yeah.
6: The <laughs> older brother. So, uh, yeah, sure. Mi- Mickey Sampson for me was was oh, another yeah, guy. Yeah. So, I my first year is 1978, which is our 50th year yeah <laughs> which i think we we're all at right yeah and um mickey sampson was my counselor in cabin 10 and mickey was this kind of you think of kind of like uh this good-looking kind of schmoozing kind of guy and when it was Parents Weekend, you know, he made sure he was at the whatever, where all the parents were hanging out, right? <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was He's kind of, like,
2: resort. yeah, it was kind of, it was kind
6: of like The Graduate, you know, it was, that was kind of his role. He Mickey, was
2: hitting on all the deep, deep all,
6: Exactly, all exactly, 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 including my mom. So yeah. that worked out really well. Sure.
5: And, uh, he hit he, on my mom all summer. <laughs> <laughs> he, wait, I don't know if you remember this, we were in Cabin 13, Here, well. Mick, Mick would tell a story about what, what he wanted to do to my mom. No. Yeah. And I'll keep it clean, but Mick Mick would talk about how he was gonna get a, um, he was gonna get a loaf of bread. (laughs) (laughs)
2: it started out right? about my mom that was about your mom yes i thought
6: this was about his date that he was no. going to have with one of the time that's what he led <laughs> you to I believe andrew go down to the docks it started
2: with your mom
8: yes i did not remember town he was code for rivas
6: yeah, but so, Mickey was so this guy.
4: that's who you looked
6: up to? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I've patterned the rest of my life on. Um, yeah, so Mickey went to Occidental College in California. So he was like this, you know, he was like this. Yeah, right. And uh, so here's, you know, and larger than life. You know, you're 12, 13 years old. You look up to these counselors who are 20, 21. And you're like, wow, that's, you know. Well, one of my favorite counselors
2: um, was Paul James. Yeah.
6: Yeah, yeah this, we
2: had him in cabin eleven. Okay. Oh, you weren't there. Billy was there. I had him in twelve
6: yeah. the next year, and then I was a I was a counselor with them too one year, which was not. Wait, no, you
2: weren't in thirteen with us in seventy
6: nine. No, I was in twelve with with Witz. Wits and I were in twelve, but we played in Watermelon League, But okay. we were, we we were the oldest two kids in both ten and then twelve. And you
3: had the privileges
6: of cabin thirteen. Right? Yeah, right. right. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't enough <laughs> yeah. room. Right. So, yeah, so, there wasn't enough room those two years because it, you had full camps because it was 78 was the 50th year, and you had all those people coming back for that special year. Right. And then 79, you had the, the rollover. You must have had a big 13 crew. must have been full, Right. And then, then you had a bunch of guys leave because they all went to specialty camps. There was, that was the high five basketball years, so you had a bunch of guys leave to go play with Wainwright up in Highland Park. But yeah, in '79 I was in 12th.
2: Okay. So '78 we had Paul James, right. and uh, you know Paul was just so polar opposite from every other uh, you know counselor at, at camp. Uh, he was you know not an athlete, didn't care about sports. He
0: was roughly 78 years <clears throat> old. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> he was you know. Playing uh, well, bugle for He right? Hated the he sun. Taps. You know, you
2: know, he, didn't to be outside, you know, and, and he was floor.
6: before his time on hating the sun, right? Imagine yeah. Taking care of his skin. True, yeah.
2: true. But he did get sunburned a few times. I remember some red, red you know, some very burnt whitey uh, books that he had. Smoked a cigarette from time to time.
6: Yes, uh, he did. On campus? Never in the cabin, but. Uh, but on campus, you'd see him.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, on campus. And obviously, he was the piano player, the music director, uh, extraordinaire. But uh, what I remember, I mean, he, you know, the buzz. His morning greeting was classic. And I can't do I can't, Yeah, you, can. you can't well, do yeah, you want can't. to bang on the table because But you have you have go, hard, ahead, go ahead and go ahead and do oh, it. Oh, That's oh, part oh, of it. Well I'll do it so, so he would he you know Revelity would play. He was not doing Revely at that time. I think because
6: they how, had that he, other guy, Josh, what's his name? Yeah. Beam. Josh, Josh Beam. Beam. Yeah. yeah.
2: So anyway, he was you know, on the wall, <laughs> you know, that he would sleep obviously with the, the counselors and he would bang on the wall, you know wake up you assholes <laughs> <laughs> and that's how every morning starts yes, every morning we loved it i mean yes we're assholes yes
6: we were
2: north shore assholes and we deserve to be called assholes thank you paul i'll give you another uh, he came he
6: came from what grand rapids or right. something like you, that yeah michigan uh, kalamazoo i thought
2: it was kalamazoo but maybe bill
5: I'm wrong. it was michigan it's but it was michigan. western um,
6: side
2: I mean, Cal, uh, Kalamazoo University or something like that.
6: Yeah. How did I he think, get up there? Yeah, he was
8: a professor there, I think. Music? How did, how did he make his it? way up yeah, there? Teacher of yeah. Sort of, yeah,
6: yeah. He, so, he was wonderful. He was a, he was a wonderful guy, and
2: he was so mellow. But it's a
8: great discussion. I would like to ask you: Is how do you think guys like Paul fit in so great, right, at a camp that typically has these? You said buff studs and you know these older guys and. Mm-hmm he's as memorable if not more memorable than a lot of these guys though
2: yeah you
4: need it yeah yeah
2: to, to bring everyone down yes. and yeah yes but but at himself, camp- and he didn't get into being full of anyone else and i mean he and elliot obviously were, were you know more of soul mates in in that regard um they you know they did not play sports, they observed it, but in Elliot, obviously, appreciated the sports, Paul had But don't you, th- but no don't you think that it
8: lends itself to what we talk about the Ojibwe culture It's like when you're in, you're in and it doesn't matter. Your True. background, or who you're in, or you know what I mean. You're, you don't have to be great at sports to right. to right. be a part of. It, even though it has the stigma of this very competitive and that. True. And I think that's one of the things that I always gravitated to. Even though I was on the on the competitive sports side, is that when I first came up that first year with Barry and Billy, and even though it was post camp, it's like it didn't matter who you were and what your background. If you're part of Ojibwe, you are part of Ojibwe, and that's it. It's like you don't need any more than that. Right. You're in. I thought that was really cool.
3: Yeah, but God help you with that. Fly ball, went through your hands. <laughs> In right field. Mates, you, you, you left the field crying because you were being badgered by. So, but so, okay. I, but
8: to that point, though, if you do that and you end up crying and you show up the next day, the respect you get from no, the other absolutely. people from doing that is also a cool Ojibwe trait. It's like if you can weather the bullshit and the, you know the people that attack you like that, then they, they have more respect for you and Be you stronger, become. Right? Yeah, I, I, I We had plenty of guys. who you know, Hymen, those guys growing up in that, and they just. You know there's a lot of guys who'd weathered that 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 storm and you'd be surprised the respect they got lifelong after that for not buckling
3: and then out of nowhere they'd make that fly ball catch
6: right the
8: one day needed. <laughs> right yeah right
6: i i'm glad camp's in a different place now I, I think a lot about those days of yelling and screaming and and just you know oh, uber competitiveness um, you know, I, I think it's a lot healthier now from what I have heard and what nah, I've observed. Don't kid yourself. Well,
2: but, I, I, but I've been there. I've, I'm there I, for the last three, well, probably four or five years of collegiate week. It's it's. And a, there's plenty yeah, of well, yelling yeah. both by the older kids to the younger kids and to the coaches. And my, yeah, Susie I, was like, my, my wife yeah. was...
6: Can't doctor. Shocked.
2: Yeah. Shocked at the first uh, time she saw it and she could not believe it. And I was like, you know, I wasn't reacting at all because sure. I had seen it. I, I mean, I don't endorse it. I didn't yell at the younger kids. I don't recall it. And, and I'm not, you know, you know, my son, you know, I, I observed him. He's not a yeller and he knew that I, I saw that, I would, I, would not, I would take him out yeah. and say, what are you doing? But uh, uh, he had coaches that were yelling at him, and uh, or not at him, but other kids. And actually, on the side, I told Jackson, I said, "Talk to your coach. He's not helping his cause. He is, you know, making that kid a, a worse player and going to be tighter in that. He's not going to, you know, you know, incur, you know, make him play any better because he's scared." Yeah. But uh, it's I just, unfortunate. I think I think it's a misnomer to say it's changed that radically. And, I, and obviously I'm getting a snippet of camp, mm-hmm. but uh, it was a pretty, you know, vivid snippet, and uh,
0: there's plenty of it still there. I think that, speaking to that, what I would say is that what has changed is there's always going to be yellers. You can't just get rid of it, That's part, of it, especially in a competitive environment like this. But what we have now are guys who are their age who would say something. Like you just said with Jackson. We have guys who would go to that coach and talk. Whereas when you guys were there, no, saying, that was not a thing. No. You, no, it was. Even staff man to staff man, you wouldn't
7: do that. It was. But
0: now you. Well, and I don't see. think anyone ever took
2: issue with it. No, and right. there was certainly no senior staff that would take out a staff that guy and say, hey, you can't yell at your guys. Like right, so, exactly. Now I think Joel would, and I think if he observed it, and you know, I think some Stu would and so forth. So I'm not suggesting yeah. None of it has changed it's changed, but I, I, you know in the heat of the moment you still sure. see uh, plenty plenty of it uh, And, and I, listen I'm not good bad or different. It just is you know uh, You know I, I, we live in a, in a certainly a more uh, pampered uh, Society now in general and where kids are coddled and everyone gets a participation prize and so forth So, you know the fact of the matter is you know? Uh, Maybe it's not all so bad, but obviously it's not, you know, necessary. I'm not by any means endorsing it. Sure. sure but sure. Uh, it is juxtaposed in some of the, the, the difference, uh, you know, participation prizes. Although I will say, speaking of the participation prize, so if you come back in our day, if you came in third place in collegiate week, you got bupkis. Now the kids <laughs> who come in third place get a trophy that's about four feet high and you know it's, it's 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 actually quite humorous how big and you know over the top the trophies are <laughs> today <laughs> relative to to yesteryear. That's totally uh, in all
0: fairness, though, I believe you had ten teams, and now we have twelve. No, we, had so, 12. we had twelve. We had twelve. We had 12. Uh, oh, depending on how, how many kids. Depending on the, on the year.
5: Depending on how many kids were there. Yeah. We had twelve.
0: Well, as we have invoked the mighty name of the greatest sporting event that happens on the planet, <laughs> let us now talk about Collegiate Week.
6: My highest finish was fourth place.
2: <laughs> I came A in for you.
5: I I was in
6: <laughs> I was in collegiate week I think
5: thirteen years, maybe four, 13 or fourteen years. I came in last place four times. I came in third place once. I won the week one time as I discussed before in yeah, nineteen seventy five. You were cabin one. <laughs> In in uh I was in cabin three. Oh you were three as <laughs> in your three. first year? And I, I had figure. the only limey uh, uh, coach to ever win or really? to or first co- line coach to ever win the week yeah dave miller um i don't know if you guys remember dave and and dave was one of those guys and speaking he of head coach or he was, was the head coach he was, he was. the head coach wow. yep it was his second summer up mm. at camp okay and dave was one of those guys who was a counselor and he coached you know he coached soccer but that was probably it but he was one of those guys who You were happy when you got him as a coach. And so to to Andrew's point, there were coaches who were good, who didn't yell at you and who encouraged you and gave you positive reinforcement. And every once in a while, a little push, but mostly positive reinforcement. He was not a yeller or a screamer. And I remember Dave as being like, you were happy, and there were guys who you were happy when you got them as as your coach. Um, And Dave was one of those guys. And he was super positive, and he was... Um, we used to do things. Dave used to, have, he was a, uh, my counselor in cabin three also. And Dave used to have like um, cabin three powwows at night. We would, uh, he would take us all, we'd go into the middle of the cabin, we'd put our blankets around us. And Dave had brought like rock candy from England. And it was like this special kind of tube. It came in a tube and he would slice it up. And we would have these little mini powwows where he oh, would nice. give us the rock candy. He was just one of those guys that. Mm-hmm. If he was your coach or your counselor, you were you were you had a great summer, That's and so he was the coach of Navy in 1975, right. and, and we won the week.
0: So in today's world, to be the coach, coach slots are picked based on the seniority of years at camp. Um, how would a guy who was a second year? How did was it a different way that coaches were picked at those times?
5: I think Denny just decided yeah. who the coaches <clears throat> were going to be. Right. I got you. But and, they, but, but they they senior Jay-C's.
6: coaches, they pick their JCs. Right. And they
3: pick the JCs or do they get drawn out of a hat?
6: They picked no. them I think they, picked, they, the they kind of out. picked them. They teamed up with them, right? But they so had an order.
2: I mean, it was a, it wasn't just random.
6: No, there was a picking order, wasn't right. there?
2: Yes. I
6: thought yeah. So, yeah. so the SCs, the senior counselors, would be the head coaches, mm-hmm. right. and then they'd pick a J, JC as their junior coaches. And to, to Billy's point, Denny would just say these twelve guys are going to coach, gotcha. and then the junior counselors would all vie to see who would get picked as a
0: that's correct. And could the JCs play at that time? No. 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 They played, played watermelon,
8: watermelon, but that sorry, was so it. Just, uh, watermelon. just watermelon. And right. in the week...
0: Yes. In older years, they did. Well, older in the really? week,
5: yeah. in collegiate week, oh. they could participate in the song and stunt. Right. right. The coaches could participate in song and stunt. Right. Both but coaches. That was, yeah, both coaches. Right. If they yeah. wanted to. They didn't have to. Right. I do recall
0: that. In the old, old days, uh, each coach could play... One in a given period, one of the two coaches could play. What? On any... <clears throat> in... on the whole week. Oh, during the whole yeah. week? So, so the, I don't okay. know if it went across the board for every sport, but, like, in I guess in the varsity sport, either the head coach or the junior counselor could play that if they opted to. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That's... Which The JC, I can understand. The SC, <laughs> that could be a little out of hand, but, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially in the 50s. Yeah. Sure. Um, what about you guys? Collegiate week wins? Um, the... I I have
4: a unique collegiate experience um, because in I think it was 1980 Air Force. Okay. No, were, oh, no, no, that was 77.
2: <clears throat> because Richard Goldman won with. No, wait a second. Are you talking about the 76? 77 was 77. You won Air oh, Force
6: with right. Richard. Sorry.
2: Keep it straight, Andrew. Keep it straight. Sorry. You I, <laughs> but the the key pick
4: of uh, that squad was Richard year, Goldman. Nope. No. Um, Beltrud Dawson. V.
6: Dawson uh, yeah.
4: played it was only a year no 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 he was in 78. He, he played all JV events Oh. Uh, on uh, the table on all JV events this is you know great athlete because I remember 77 so back in the in our
2: day for us. back in our day they picked the first seven rounds in front of the whole camp Right. So, right. Um, in in 1977. Yeah, I remember
6: yeah. those days.
2: In 1977, yeah. I was in cabin eight with Richard and I think Billy. You mm-hmm. were in eight with me. You guys were not. Jason. I wasn't at camp that year, 77. Se- 77. Okay. Came next year. So, in 77, I got picked in the sixth round. And you know whatever it was you know there was i remember a couple guys got picked ahead of me that i was like you know are you fucking kidding me <laughs> <laughs> i won't use their names they're friends with some of the people here so i
6: not uh, and fireman just left so it's so, okay <laughs> <laughs> <Not Feinerman. laughs> the hanging judge so
2: they picked seven rounds and we left the the rec hall and they picked the rest in the counselor's lodge and uh, richard goldman who was a, a, he's a childhood friend of mine we've known each other since nursery school and we were in cabinet together and he was very upset that he was not picked and mm-hmm. i told i made the mistake of telling richard whatever team picks you will win the week and of course it was on jeff berry's team of <coughs> course and they won and richard went to camp two years and he came in first one year and second wow. the, the the other <coughs> year um, i on the other hand went for 5 years my best Place was third, so no no hardware at, <clears throat> at that time. I think I had like a fourth and a sixth, and then the other year was like you know whatever eighth, ninth, tenth. I don't remember coming in last, but uh, uh, yeah. So I mean no 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 special, but I did have ultra Dawson in '78. I think he was our third round pick. I was a second round pick, and it was me him, and, and Mark Borstein was there. Right?
6: Mark, yeah,
2: was
5: our
4: coach. Mark Baronbaum. Oh yeah, Air Force. Yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. that. I remember that team very vividly for some reason.
6: All right, so I I have a I have a Collegiate Week football story, which um, is (laughs) kind of an interesting one. So I was on Air Force in 19, I think it was 1980, and I was the second pick, and we're playing um, football on the on the far field, and the game's tied six six, and there's about four plays left, and we realize with four plays left they have a kid on their side. A younger kid who hasn't played half the game right and so if we go into overtime well, there's so a, there was a rule there's a i'm sorry there's a rule thank <laughs> you bill there's a rule each of the kids on the team because you had different ages right sure each of the kids had to play at least half the game you couldn't sandbag and have some kid in cabin seven only play 12 plays out of whatever it was 40 plays
2: could, could
6: the top players play they, they could play they the could, whole way but but, this, but the, the kids the, had the,
2: substitute. Evenly. Right,
6: so yeah. that so nobody could play less than it was like it was the game was played by you had number of plays twenty oh. plays and a half or something yeah. like that it was right. some it wasn't time it was plays right and and so we realized that somebody on their side had it was my coach was Jordan um, he runs the other camp now Jordan Shiner Shiner. Shiner, yeah. Shiner was my coach so we we call a timeout with one play left we realize that we have the ball we're on our own thirty. The, the, oh, <laughs> Andrew <laughs> remembers the story now. I we, have, we have the ball. I'm the quarterback. We call timeout with one play left. They, unless we go into overtime, they can't find a way to to get their kid to play you, half the game. I to ask
2: question. How do you know?
6: Because you did, chart you chart the plays of how many kids. I
2: understand, but how did you know what their kids? You got, you kept track of their kids. Somehow play? we yeah, kept you, track. Just, we keep realized keep
6: that, keep that the, some kid in cabin seven that? or whatever hadn't played their know, twenty oh my plays. God. <laughs> Wow. So I'm on, I'm on the 30-yard line, right? Mm-hmm. We call timeout. I go to talk to Jordan, and he says, okay, take the snap and run backwards for safety.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Don't
6: get tackled on the one-yard <laughs> on one line. So I take the snap, and I run backwards. Out of the end zone for a safety. I take a safety. So we win the game six to eight <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> by forfeit, right? So it was great. It was a great moment in, in <laughs> collegiate. I, I don't I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember That was fun. That was I remember it that. was it was it was really great thinking. Great thinking well, by Jordan. There's also another
5: history maker sitting at this table at the end, Andrew Kramer. Say, well, you have an
0: interesting statistic yourself.
2: Yes, yes. Uh, Go ahead, so Andrew. I was playing a game in college week, probably that same. It was either '79 or '80. I don't recall which year it was. Uh, we were killing the other team, and whatever there was a whatever a few plays left, and we were playing Bruce Esser's team. I don't know who he was paired up with. The
6: Grand Orange. <laughs> Le Grand Orange. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, and Bruce, being uh, knew that I was a, a field goal kicker. And uh, they, they, we used to have field goal posts in, on the far field. On the field, far field. In the football field. The football field is not the same as what it is There's three football fields now, or three soccer slash football fields now that go, gosh, what is that, north to south? Or? I know, from the yeah. lake.
7: Yeah, to, yeah, it used to south. be from the lake yeah. to we kind of out by the campsite. East to west. west. Right.
2: We were playing east to west. It was probably a 100 yards. Oh, for west. sure it was. Yeah. yeah. So, um,
6: Bruce. And it was hot and dry and a lot of dust coming up. Bruce.
2: Uh, there was whatever, two or three plays left in the game, and he purposely threw an interception, and we caught it at the, you know, whatever yard line was, and with one play left, we set up for, I don't know if it's the first. It's the last. The, the last, <laughs> or, was it, or ever. I don't even know. We don't know. I don't, Billy,
5: do you know? It was the last. It wasn't the first. Okay, so. The, it was the last. It was the
2: last. Field goal ever kicked in Collegiate Week, week history. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't miss it, I right. didn't miss. and uh, that would have really uh, right. been bad. But yes, I owe and I owe it to Bruce Sesser. I mean, I, yeah. without Bruce Sesser I, I don't kick the field goal. But uh, yeah, that was a little footnote in uh, yes. Chippewa Collegiate Week football history. The other thing that I, I am very remiss about uh, uh, about our camp experience is that we didn't have football league back then. I mean. Mm-hmm. We had right. soccer, and we and I remember that we petitioned Elliot to have a football league. I, I want to say that we were the first year to actually say we want a football league. We don't want a soccer league. We want right. a football league, and that was in 79 or 80, and I do believe he let us play football as a... We'll play flag football. Flag. Yeah, 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 flag. yeah. He let us play, yeah. but it wasn't a league. It wasn't right. a league. We had just right. pickup games. And, you know, it, I don't recall when they switched Did they switch it over when you were the director Billy? Philly?
5: Um, no, they were still doing soccer. Yeah. So,
0: how, how, so they don't do soccer anymore? Football the, oldest people, kids. the oldest kids. The oldest so. kids play football, the younger kids yeah. play soccer. But, but there are some younger kids that have. Oh, yeah, that's no, actually no, Brett, Brett played football. Played football. That's yeah. right. Everyone yeah. plays football. Soccer is only the youngest two agers now. Hmm. Interesting. And soccer alternates maybe with volleyball. Maybe that's what it is. You so switched no, go- You switch to volleyball as you get older. Got it. And yeah. if you
5: think yeah, about sense. it, like, why would that be such a big, hard decision to make? <laughs> like, we all wanted to do it, right? It, I, well,
3: I, most this is the insurance for playing flag football. Well. So what about the, but right. what about the irony of soccer ball. being a right. bigger
8: sport right. in the U.S. versus right. football? Right. You know we, what I'm saying? Like, it's the no-brainer. You figure, then, you figure you, you, you have to beg for soccer, the, you know what I mean? Back then, most
2: of us didn't grow up playing soccer. That's
6: my
8: point.
2: Yeah, there's very few of us. That's my point. In a soccer league... Was there. A camp. Right. It was a camp.
5: And then to still have collegiate week football, like where you didn't play it all summer long and then you had collegiate week football. Redo. It didn't make any it sense. sense. It made,
2: I mean, I'm,
0: I'm thankful that at least we had collegiate week football, right. but you're well, right. Well, I don't know. I think it makes program director sense because soccer, you have like one official maybe, you got a couple of coaches, so you save on the guys you have spread out everywhere. Yeah. Football is more complicated, people yeah. fight. I yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, <laughs> no, that's probably what the argument yeah. was. But I, don't think they, good time. Hey, I don't think
2: they thought about that. No. I think it was, I'll go with the, it was tradition, it was always this way, and right. why are we going to change it? Although, I don't think they had
0: soccer leagues in the 50s,
5: did they? I doubt it.
0: Soccer, there's, How they football, they? there's <laughs> soccer plaques yeah. that go way Are they? Really? That's accurate. interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But, but I think in the oldest day, in the old, old days, it was what? a younger kid league sport. Because the younger kids didn't really have a league sports. Because watermelon League was watermelon League. Softball, they, they, the yeah, little kids the didn't thing. have a league. And so, what they did was basically everybody in camp was either red or white. And you effectively played pickup games all summer long. And then, if red won, that was one of the reds' pile of points, and white, white. And it was a color war for the whole season. Hmm. And uh, so, that was predating the leagues or predating the younger leagues when it was only older leagues. But somewhere they developed pineapple and yep, watermelon absolutely. and grapefruit leagues mm-hmm. and all that. Right. And and before, now long before members, we were there. Hmm. Yeah. And now there's three, well, four age groups, and then five age groups. Second session. Well, and and
6: we didn't play we didn't play floor hockey either. I mean no. that was no, that was that was another, that was right. another well, we one. No, there
3: was floor hockey. But in the we rec hall when it was hot raining, hot hot like it hot hot was
5: hot hot yesterday. Hot it is. Yeah, in Trojan Spartan, we played floor hockey.
8: Yes, we
0: did. I was gonna ask you guys, Trojan Spartan. Start. Start 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 when we were there.
5: 1974 was the first year. 74
0: is the first year. And ends in a tie. Is that a legit tie, or was that more of a? Ha ha! Look how great our new thing is!
5: I I wasn't in the room doing the math, (laughs) but. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Tug
0: of war. Was it a tie? Was the tug of war a tie? But they ended ended it in a tie. Like legitimately per. Well whatever L- let did not it have end his end his multiple set up then. so I always assumed it was sort of a goodwill like we're starting this new thing and it's all against all and it was a tie the first time you know but,
5: but seeing Dave share bound in with yeah. the, uh, sure. the torch was,
0: was right. fantastic <laughs> yes with so that so when they kick it off the first time,
6: that's all part of the deal. I, I, unfortunately, we all, we all just now have that <laughs> metal image for the rest of the day. <laughs> With the loincloth, <laughs> right. Just in. High and tight. They call them <laughs> high and tight. <laughs> So he had, the, <laughs> he had
5: the, uh, the speedo that was three sizes too small. Yeah, right. 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 That he then he got. I think his uh, think he like tied store. a little string around <laughs> yeah. it like to accentuate the positives. <laughs> we <laughs> love you, Carlos Dave. Chasing him.
6: Right. And Daisy chased yeah. him in. Right. Yeah. Right. So that that was that was relatively new. And then the uh, the SL Warrior run was new in 1978. Yep. What else was new around that time? When did he
5: start oh, Joe, Book Booker Records? Was that after us? No, because
8: we invented the cycle doing that. Remember? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's, we invented the cycle. <laughs> the, I that. don't know what
0: that is. That's well, the statistically cycle. important. Let's talk about the birth of the cycle. What do you mean you invented the cycle? When well, did it get
5: invented? Well, it was Book of Records Day. Well, Book of Records was when we did decide to do it for the Book of Records. No, I'm saying, but we would do it. used to do it, we we do to it, do do it, it casually.
8: That's what I'm saying. We did it casually, and then for Book of Records, we made it official right. that it was an event. So I what What years are we talking You know, like here, you'd leapfrog, or you do, you know, whatever. you like, get us Book of World Records, but Every you're just... Every
0: cabin gets an hour to do an actual activity the most. So to say, try to set
5: the camp record. Yeah. So
0: Cabin three is gonna run the bases on diamond one and every time a kid runs around it counts
5: as one and they're gonna to try to do it the most times in an hour. Okay, this is post me. I don't I don't remember Okay, so list. this must have been like yeah late eighties. Eighty two? I don't know if it was eighty no it wasn't it.
0: Well, it feels like a Rosen era. It
5: was a Rosen change. era yeah. thing. Definitely. But, but the, the cycle, cycle was not. The cycle was there before. The cycle was throwing the, the tennis ball around off the diving board to the high dive to the oh, that's slide right. okay. to the catwalk. Okay. I
2: didn't know it was re- that was referred to the cycle. That's okay. called the cycle. Okay. So we were
6: doing that sure. yeah, we were as doing campers.
2: That. Yes, I recall that. Yes.
6: Yeah. We well, made an official from Boca I, Records. Well, I, I, yeah. did it, I did it from the end
8: He did it on land. Which basically, they call it a and double Jay play.
2: They
8: call that a double play. They call a double play.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope Kaufman's listening. He'll, he'll want to jump in next. All right, All right. so I, the name that nobody's talked about yet is Mark Flaster.
5: Oh, Mark Flaster. Which Frederick is a, Schwartzman. Frederick Schwartzman. <laughs> yes.
3: Yep. It
6: is Circus yeah. <laughs> Day. <Yeah. laughs> so Mark Flaster and Frederick were from Paris. And I don't know, how did they get to camp? That's the question. Yes, how, how did they get, and so Billy's leaving uh, just at the right time. So Mark is from Paris. Are they cousins
2: of the Schwartzes? or
6: like? Distant cousins, cousins but they end up at camp and they speak no English whatsoever <laughs> zero <laughs> English. <laughs> And Mark is doing all the activities. Mark comes over first. I think he's Jeff. Was he your age? He was in your cabin, and right? He
2: spoke no English. Very it? little. Actually, too, didn't speak any. Right. Very little. He but counselors or his campers? Campers.
8: They came
6: over first. campers, but campers? but Mark Flaster they were there became for counselors, a
8: counselors because I had known them as counselors.
6: Became yeah. a very skilled pitcher in softball, but he had to learn the whole game without any translation. Literally, both either the rules or it, from wow. English to French. But he became very very good, at any he was always well dressed too. I remember that. <laughs> he had like these, like these very French like white pants. Remember that? He and like these, and these really cool Adidas always. Because you know he's Adidas, getting, he really was getting, he was getting shit from yeah. from Europe. Always good stuff to trade with. Like,
0: well dressed is not the thing you hear at
6: Camp. Very yeah, cool. but yeah. but he was French, so he
0: had like he had like an
6: ascot, and he was.
0: You know, think of
6: like Marcel Marceau up sure. on, on Diamond One. It was it was uh, very. In- how, how did he end up? How did Flaster end up at Camp? What was the connection?
5: He had a cousin here, I don't know who yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, something.
2: Oh, I thought he was related to you.
6: No.
5: Okay. No relation to us.
2: So, but Mark came first, and then his then, brother, cousin... And 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 Frederick, and his
6: cousin Frederick came. Frederick. And, yeah.
2: And Mark was more, he fit in more than this...
5: Yeah, the other and guy Martin, only
6: cycled in and cycled out. I think he right?
2: just went one year. One, Maybe
5: one year or yeah, two years, yeah. yeah. But Mark was a good athlete. Right. Mark was fast. Did you talk he about? He was that. fast. We call him the Flying Frenchman, right? Because he did the long jump and he almost jumped out of the pit. Yes, I, mean, he was, yes. I
1: recall that. He
5: was he really was fast. Wow! And also just a really good guy. They didn't speak a word of English when they came, yeah. Um, and he learned English at camp. Sure. Um, and then he kept in touch with a lot of people, yeah. actually. Yeah. Nice.
0: Okay, there we go. Part one in the books, late 70s round table. Uh, Those guys were great. A lot of fun stories. Uh, Guys coming in, guys coming out. Uh, You heard a lot of good stuff there. So don't worry. It's coming right back at you on Thursday with the rest. We'll pick up right where we left off. Uh, There's just another solid 30 minutes of these guys going. So you're going to really enjoy that. As always, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you know how. Drop me an email, Christopher at CampoJibbaHistory.org. Or just swing by the website, which you might want to do because now, just this week, all of the plaques, all the mess hall plaques are up. Uh, It's neatly organized into uh, five-year sections, so you can just go through, pick your section, find the plaque you're looking for. Nice, big, clear photos. I believe you can even drag and drop them just to keep them for yourself if you'd like. Uh, Check them out. You're going to really dig that. And, uh, you know, share them on Facebook. If you do share them on Facebook or whatever, tag The History Project. Let us know you're doing it. It's great. Uh, You know what? It is cold here in Chicago, and I was not ready for this. i got to be honest with you. I don't know what I'm going to do when it's time for a cigar.